Welcome to Footnotes, a behind-the-scenes look at what we value and why it matters here at Footnote Church in Glendora, California. All right, well, hey, we're back with episode two of season three of Footnotes. Uh, thanks so much for hanging with us, uh, listeners, and, and staying engaged in this podcast. Um, actually, this episode, we're here with Brian Martinez, our student minister. Um, thanks for being here, Brian. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Hey, hey everybody. How's it going? Hey, Brian. Hey, hey. How's it going? <laughs> this is going to be fun. That's fine. <laughs> All right, so hey, I want to actually jump in and talk about this fall and all the great stuff that's happening in student ministries. Um, I, I, I think I have a bit of a, a personal stake in this. We're excited to have Owen, who is 11, who is in sixth grade. That's really strange to say out that's loud. Uh, he's now part of uh, student ministries and um, just kind of just personally, uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool and, and sweet to see my son be a part of that. Um, one of the first questions, actually, or maybe just messages to pass along, um, Owen wanted me to let you know that you still owe him $15. I do, I do, For yeah. uh, some kind of events or something. Do you, uh, did he tell you uh, how he He kind of told me a little bit, but you, maybe you can just share the story. So, so quickly, I get to be involved with the chapel at Foothill Christian School on Thursdays. Right. And to start the year, I thought it'd be fun to start with, with a game. Uh-huh. So I was talking about the kingdom of heaven is like a man who finds treasure in a field and he yeah. sells all that he has for it. So it's like, we should talk about, about worth. And so we played a game called What's It Worth? And where I told kids I had gift cards that I would love to give them, uh, but they had to give me something in return. And they had to decide, is it worth it? So the first one, we brought up a girl. And uh, it was like, she just had to sing a song in front of the whole class. She's like, yep, this is worth the $5 gift card I was offering her. She did it. Next one. like 100 kids or so? How many kids are in this? There's like 120 kids. Uh Yeah. And so the next one was like, all right, now that, you know, the bigger leagues here, $15, a Chick-fil-A card. Everyone was was very excited. Mm. Uh, And then I called up. There's another girl that that got sent up. So, okay, in front of the entire school, you have to tell us who is your crush. And I was just kidding. That. People, people laugh. But then I was like, no, no, the real one that you have to do is you have to pick your nose in front of the entire school. Okay. And so she yeah. did a, a quick, like, just kind of like popped it in there, popped right. it out. Like, right. like, a, like if a princess had to pick her nose at gunpoint, like that's how she would have done it. <laughs> Good point. Um, but I was like, that's, that's, that's not what we're here for. And so she, she didn't want to go further. I was like, you have to produce. Because she didn't produce anything, no, right? Like, you got to like show us a nugget or something. Right. Yeah. Right. And she, did, she didn't do it. So I feel like I'm really living up to the, the student ministry stereotypes right now. So <laughs> she sat down. Okay. And then I was kind of like, is anyone here worthy? Is anyone yeah. willing to? And then, dude, it was in the most epic way. I saw your, your little 11-year-old son, like everything in him jumped. It was like, I am, this is my moment. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to be like, Oh, and I feel like this isn't fair. Like, this is just like your hobby, right? right. Like this isn't any, <laughs> <laughs> this is just a Thursday this afternoon. Yeah. yeah. And so I brought him up and, and he did it for the whole school to see, held it up victoriously. And my, my favorite part of this is on his way back out. He's so excited. And he high fives, Nathan Dubransky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like with the same hand. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Um, that's funny. Anyway. Yeah. I love just, you know, discipling students in the image of our Lord and Savior, <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> in someone's image. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it all goes downhill for there from, for Owen. Um, that's awesome, man. And so yeah, basically you, you do, owe him, you do owe him a gift Sorry. card. So. Yeah. Sorry, Owen, <laughs> please pay up. Yeah. Um, cool, man. Well, uh, one of the things that we're always excited about during the fall is seeing this kind of rhythm of, of student community kind of pop back up and, and have, um, small group start and midweek start. And so maybe just let, let us know um, what does that look like this fall? Uh, how is that different from the summer? Yeah. And what are you excited about what's happening this, this fall? 
Yeah, so we have kind of rhythms to our schedule. We follow the school year a little bit. We've been doing this for a few years now. So uh, September to June is kind of mm-hmm. when we do our regular Wednesday nights over at the Grand Campus. Uh, that's like our, our two-hour program, you know, like the kind of the normal youth ministry model, worship, some games, uh, a message, small groups. It's kind of the cornerstone there. But over summer, we decided we want to change things up to give our leaders, give our students a little bit of a break. A lot of people are on vacation. Uh, but we didn't just want to stop everything. And right. so what we tend to do, we take a little bit of a break uh, with, with no programming. But for a good stretch of it, there's uh, at least one thing going on like every week. And so we just finished up. We're going to start back in our regular September programming. But summer was just a lot of fun. Like we, uh, we'll talk more about this. We have this thing called our, our four pillars of student ministry, kind of our philosophy. And one of the things that feeds into the summer stuff is gospel-centered relationships. And we believe there's room, like relationships are built off of camaraderie and fun things like memories. And so uh, we use the summer to build these relationships, to build these memories. So that's why we do a lot of fun events. We had things like Water Wars. We went on easy stuff like a hike. We did kind of, because of COVID, we couldn't do our normal summer camps. We did a day camp here at Grand. That was super fun. Uh, We just like a lot of just fun events that we did. And so it it was a great time. And it was crazy. Almost every single event we had more than than one like brand new person ever show up. Oh, that's great. So people got invited, yeah. they got plugged in. It, it was fun. I do enjoy summers. Every, every year, uh, like I, I work with Erica Hussey, she also plan all this stuff. So like when we're planning it, when I have the summer calendar, I'm like, oh, this is not enough. This is not as epic as it should be. <laughs> and then like two weeks into summer, I'm like, why did I do this? This is a mistake. <laughs> we should have just planned for like just nothing but naps the entire summer. But it, it was fun. It ended up working out. It was good. Na- nothing but naps. Nothing but naps. That could be a cool event. That's going to be our next event, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you actually, you just mentioned it, but I'm, I'm curious about something you said about these these pillars of youth ministry. Yeah. Obviously, every um, youth ministry program, uh, youth pastor kind of has their own take on, um, yeah, how do you disciple students? What does a ministry look like midweek, weekends? And so maybe walk us through that a little bit. I don't, I'm not sure actually if I've ever heard that before. So love to hear your take on that. Basically, where, where this comes from, if I can give a little bit of like the context. Yeah, yeah, on, for on sure. This. So, so it's right from, off from, from that, Islam, right? Yeah, First the, of all. the four pillars of Islam. Yeah, <laughs> okay. we, we do pray five times toward, towards Mecca. <laughs> okay. uh, I don't know if you guys knew that. Just kidding. No, no, no. Um, That's not true. That's yeah, not true. So right off the bat, the four pillars are uh, a biblical worldview, parents who disciple their kids, yeah. a love for the local church, and uh, gospel-centered relationships. And, and just kind of rewinding cool. like yeah. on the content, like why did we get there? What is it, before we even get to what that means? Um, I, I grew up in the church and I, uh, I loved it, man. What's funny mm. is that like my family, like we weren't really, didn't really know what we were doing. My mom, I, I love my mom. She didn't know, like, she really just wanted us to be good people. And so she put us yeah. into like Christian schools and church. And so I ended up being the first one to get saved. And later my whole family got saved. And it's just a really awesome story. But, but a big part of that for me was, was youth group mm. was being invo- involved in it. I remember the youth pastor, he started taking me and one of my other buddies, like every Friday night. So he would, we would hang out. Um, we'd like play video games, eat junk food and stuff. And then he really started walking us through the gospel. I remember when we were 12 years old, he walked us through Romans and mm. really made us well. like intellectually engage with our faith. And so as a result of that really started to love youth ministry uh, specifically. So like all the stereotypes of that, like we went to all the camps, we did the, we played, you know, we jumped on the blob, we did the pillow yeah. fights, like we did the airsoft battles. There was a stage when all of us, like right around sophomore year, we all felt like God was telling us that the girl that we had a crush on was the girl that we were supposed to marry. Yeah. We were all really convinced It was all the same that. girl too. It was all the same girl. There was a little bit of that. Yeah. So all those cliches we had, but one thing I remember is looking at my group of like 30-ish kids and having this like sense of like, wow, man, like we are all on fire for the Lord. This is really awesome. What's God doing? There was even a little Mm. bit of like 
immature cockiness there. Like I totally told my friends from other youth groups, like our youth group is better than your sure. youth group. Yeah. Uh, but I do remember thinking like, yeah, the Lord is going to do awesome things here. But something that started happening like really soon after that um, is it was almost like a horror movie. Like people started getting picked off a little bit, like one by one. Like they started walking away from their faith. And um, it was all sorts of different circumstances that led to that. So some, I remember, like, they, they, uh, they had a parent die. That was really hard for them to yeah. deal with. Others, parents got divorced, and then they couldn't handle that. Um, others, they just kind of started growing ambivalent to their faith. They're like, this isn't relevant to me anymore. I, I don't need this. Um, there, there was a few who just, they, uh, they were kind of wrestling with some sexual identity stuff the whole time, but they didn't tell anyone. And so when they finally became open about it, they felt like they couldn't, be open about that with anyone in the church. And so they just kind of like, for them, they had to completely just cut off yeah. from any, anything Christian. And so they completely walked away. And uh, I looked up, I feel like, you know, a few years later and I found, I was like, man, there's just me and like a, a three or four other people from that mm. group who are still walking with Jesus. And so it made me wonder, I was like, what was going on with that? Mm. Sure, there's, there's probably some some problems in, in that group, um, but it's I don't think it's just that. I mean, if we look, so if you were around a couple of weeks ago when Chris was going through his whole like, uh, the, the sending storm when they announced that, that you're leaving uh, to plant a church. He was kind of talking about the numbers, right? Yeah. Like this massive shift of people, young Christian American evangelicals, like these youth group kids leaving it in droves. And we're seeing evidence of that is happening everywhere. And this isn't just like a just America's getting less religious thing. Mm -hmm. Studies show us that's true. But like, dude, the the Jewish faith, like they have like something like a 90% retention rate wow. in their teens. The Jehovah's Witness were like 84% retention rate, which mm. is crazy. And then American evangelicals were like low 30s. Mm. And so it's like, what is going on here? So w when I came on staff a couple years ago, I got to meet with, with Chris and you and a few others on staff. And we brought in some other parents and some people. And we just asked the question of like, what are we doing for our youth? Because if youth ministry is just this kind of babysitting program to do mm -hmm. fun silly things and pick our nose in front of an audience but it's not producing any lasting faith and then, then this is a waste mm. then like the, i mean there's no such thing as a youth group in the bible it's not to say that's unbiblical but it, there's no like precedent for it it's not sunday morning so we really gathered we're like what can we do about it so we, we prayed yeah. we researched and that's how we came away with our four pillars and these are yeah. the, the things that we believe this is how we view it if we can really put all of our efforts into these four things then the Lord willing, we'll see an exponential growth and really the retention of our students. So when we yeah. talk about growth, of course, we want a ton of students to come. We, we hope that every student that's already coming on Sundays with their parents comes on Wednesdays. We would love yeah. to see that. We want to see all the students who are unchurched in our area at the local schools. We want to see them come. But when we think about growth, we're really thinking about this. We want to see all of our students still walking with Jesus by the time they graduate college. Yeah. Obviously, we want them to walk their entire lives. But again, statistics show that kind of where you are in your spirituality by the time you graduate college or four or five years after high school, if you don't attend college, that's kind of, obviously there's exceptions, but that's kind of like what it's going to be. It's like who you are. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the big battlefield of like who you are is largely formed in middle school and in high school. And right. so right. we really want to focus on that. So that's kind of where we, we got to on, on the context yeah. of like where we got to the four pillars. Yeah. That's good, man. I, I can totally relate to a lot of that. Um, I think similarly for my story had a lot of, those same questions of why, why are all these kind of peers walking away from the Lord, um, in the college years, early twenties. And so I'm, yeah, I'm really grateful that you and your staff are, are thinking deeply about those things. I, I am curious if I just follow up and it's okay if you don't have an answer for this really, because I, I, I do think that in some ways those milestones, those kind of, um, check-in points of graduating high school, graduating college, it's like, what, what creates that 
stickiness a little bit between those those jumps, those transitions in life. When when you're in youth group, you're going to youth group, you're hearing from Pastor Brian, and then there's this opportunity to either stay in the church or not. What what is it's obviously some people are moving out of the home, or being away from family. What else are you seeing as far as kind of commonalities of, of why people walk away from the faith at those points? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so again, the question is kind of why do we see this? So like, why does Tommy, who's all into youth group, yeah. why by the time he's a junior in college, why is he completely mm-hmm. done? Um, well, I think it's kind of answered in our, in our four pillars. I don't want to take us in a different no, direction, but fine. I can kind of walk yeah. through what those four things are. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, feel free. Yeah, so again, the question was exactly that. Why is this happening? Yeah. And so go, go just going through it point by point, the, the first pillar that we have is called, uh, it's a biblical worldview, and these are things that we value. So what we mean by a biblical worldview is, do you know what you believe in and why you believe it? Yeah. One of the biggest reasons we see that a lot of, you know, Tommies and whoever are walking away from their faith is that they, they can't answer that question. Mm-hmm on what do you believe and why do you believe it? Right. Unfortunately, what, what tends to happen, we get this really soft answer of like, Jesus died for my sins and Jesus loves sure. me. Okay, what does that mean? And right. it's kind of hard pressed to say that. Like, I mean, just think about this. Like, can you articulate what the gospel is? And unfortunately, I, I feel like a lot of us probably can't in, in high school. And then also just asking the simple question of why are you a Christian? Because I think a lot of those youth would probably say something like, because my, my, my parents are. Like, that right. would probably be the, the answer. Um, and so what we want to do in, in our group, we really want to walk them through, like, everybody has a worldview. Everybody has a way in which they see the world, whether they believe something or not. A.W. Tozer, one of my favorite quotes, he says, what you think about when you think about God is the most important thing about you. And so what we want to do is we really want to just help our students see things biblically. So we want to approach the hard questions that are being asked. That's why, so when we, when we teach on Wednesdays, and we can talk a little bit more about this in a second, we don't go through like a book of the Bible like we would on Sunday. Hmm. Um, we, we hope that they're coming on Sundays and hearing that. What we're doing with our curriculum on Wednesdays is, the thought here is we want what we're teaching on Wednesday night to be directly applicable to what they're dealing with on Thursday mornings. Yeah. So they're hearing all sorts of stuff about like, I mean, in, in the media, on YouTube, on Instagram, from their friends about things like social justice, about LGBTQ stuff, about just different religions, how to think about these things. And so we want to walk through them. And here's the thing. We're realists. We know that they won't remember every single thing that we're saying from the stage. In fact, some of the younger kids, some of the stuff goes right over their heads. But what we want to be clear, hopefully, in, in the years of them being with us is that they'll know, one, there's good answers to mm-hmm. tough questions. Two, faith doesn't just mean a blind, like a blind just acceptance of things. You can think through and intellectually engage with your faith. And and again, just helping them like think through these things. So when they go to their biology 101s and their philosophy 101s, they're not completely taken aback by, you know, the problem of suffering or, hey, didn't you know there's inconsistencies in the Bible? Like they've Mm -hmm. already dealt with these things or at least they've dealt with issues and so they know how to critically think about their faith. So that's one issue that we see why people are walking away because they don't know how to think about things. Yeah. Um, yeah, another one is, uh, or the second pillar is parents who disciple. Again, another reason why so many of our, our youth are walking away is it tends to, the discipleship of the youth that kind of tends to fall away from parents. And this, the generalization here is like, the, you know, the, the youth group parents, they drop off their kids on Wednesdays, right. they drive away, and that's it. 
what they're really leading their kids in, what they're really discipling their kids in is getting an A in AP US history or making captain or getting great on your travel ball team. Like yeah. those are the things parents tend to really yeah. value and really disciple. They're prioritizing that. They're moving schedules around in order for people to be available for those things. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the tent poles. Without yeah. saying it, they're saying this is what matters. And so again, going back to like that Jewish culture and, and Jehovah's Witness, why does that why is the retention rate so much higher? Because that is like that's the stuff that they prioritize yeah. i mean jehovah's witness parents they bring their kids through like they're they're taking them through kind of like what we would call like a catechism they're going to classes right. i mean in jewish culture we see they're they're like memorizing the torah so their parents are bringing them through and they're really discipling their kids and, and again in the bible the picture that we have of youth getting discipled is it's, all, it, it's from parents right and so there again there's no such thing as a youth pastor in scripture and so what we do then what we take with that is like half of our job is about parents. So we spend, uh, if you've been in it, Stephen, you'll get these like every week, we talk to parents directly and say, this is what we're gonna talk about. This is how you can talk about this with your students on the way home. This is how you can think about it. We send resources out to try to help. We encourage our, our small group leaders to have relationships with the parents and like, get coffee with them, know them, we wanna partner with them. We just realize like it's, it's really hard being a parent in this way, it's, it's hard doing this. And so we, we wanna help in that and we just see that's, it's straight biblical to see parents who disciple them. You don't have to be, you don't have to have a theological degree or anything, but you just have to be there for your student. And so that, that's what we want to help with. That's cool. That's great. Yeah. So the first two, first one, a biblical worldview. Yep. Uh, pillar two that we would, it's, it's uh, kind of help parents disciple their kids, right? Basically. Yeah. 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 Like that's what we value parents who disciple right. their kids. And yeah. so we help those who don't know how to do it. And we encourage those who are doing Very it. Cool. Uh, and third, I'll, I'll go quicker through these. Yeah. Third is a, a love for the local church. This one is is huge. I think this one's almost kind of sneaky. So again, mm. I grew up in, in the church and youth ministry, loved my youth ministry, loved, loved my youth pastor, loved the Wednesday night yeah. stuff. But I found that I kind of shied away from the Sunday stuff yeah. after a while. And you again, call it big church? We call it big, big church. Yeah, totally call it big church. Yep. And yeah. I, I didn't do this, but I had a lot of friends who actually had no idea what the name of the church was. They mm. knew the youth group name, they knew the youth pastor name, but they didn't know the 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 big church right. name. Um, and so the issue there is we get so many kids who love going to youth group, but they have no idea how to be a part of a church. And, and again, here's the thing. Wednesday nights is not church. Chapel is not church. Going to a Christian school is not church. Yeah. It was really helpful. I think when Chris talked about this last month of what actually is the church, that gathering of the saints, this diverse gathering, this multi-generational gathering, like that's so important for our students. So we tell mm -hmm. our students all the time, Guys, we need you there on, on Sundays. We want you to be there. And not just there, but like learning how to engage. Because if you graduate from, um, from youth group with no like actually being involved in the church, then you don't know what a healthy church looks like. You don't know how to be a part of it. That's why a lot of people don't go to church because they're just looking for that same kind of like fun-ish, like centered on them experience. And they don't know how to take notes in the mm -hmm. church. We want them to learn that now, sitting next to your parents, which is one of the reasons why we don't do a Sunday service right now for our youth. Right. Want them to be there. We want them to be baptized. Mm -hmm. Want them to be taking a part in communion. Want them to be taking a part in offering, like to really truly be a part of the church now. Mm -hmm. Because like, it's not just like you're the church of tomorrow. You're the church right now. This is hugely biblical of seeing them involved a part of the church here now learning and so we have a, a big goal for our students we want to see every single one of them serving and and quite a few of them are most of them we see are, are serving mm -hmm. in some capacity and so this is this is huge being a part of a church having other people to speak into your life like those are the things i i think sometimes we tend to think like 
what we really need for our youth are these really big, fantastic, dramatic examples. But really, a lot of times what we just need is just rhythm. Yeah. Just like this routine of keeping them in and, and church is the best place for that. That's great. That's great. Yeah. And what's the last one? Last, the last one yeah. is gospel-centered relationships. And so um, really what that means, it's funny. I feel like we have we can say gospel-centered anything. And yeah, that can mean, you yeah, know, like, yeah. hey, gospel-centered breakfast, man. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what we mean by this is, is, one, like having solid relationships peer-to-peer. And so, like, we, yeah. we hope that our, our students would have long-lasting friendships with the ones in their group. But, I mean, mm-hmm. the, some of my oldest friends are, are those handful of kids who say walking with Jesus for my youth group, and there's something strong and powerful there. Of course, we want them to have friends with their, their school friends, their, their sports friends, but we do want that to grow. But, but really, what this comes from is we have a huge focus and emphasis on, on mentorship. And so it, it's kind of sandwiched here. We, we want a biblical worldview, and we want uh, these relationships, these mentorships. So what we're talking about is like our small group leaders. Uh, we want those strong mentorships uh, there for our students. And again, this is hugely biblical. Jesus had his 12, Paul had Silas and Timothy, this picture of older brothers and sisters in the faith bringing younger ones along. We want our culture to be a culture of, uh, of strong spiritual mentorship. Mm-hmm. And so we have people in, in this room, the, the podcast crew, like Ellie Alexander and Ethan Bailey have been some of our, our most amazing small group yeah. leaders. Other people have done a great job of this. Tyler Parker, Jesse Harris, Chris Rogers. These guys have just done a great job of reaching out to families, getting coffee with the students, knowing the parents and like truly being there, knowing what's going on in their lives, showing up to their ball games. Like mm-hmm. we all know this. We don't, Especially in this age, we won't remember a lot of what's said from the stage, but we'll remember when someone buys us Taco Bell, right? Yeah. Like, we'll remember when that, someone yeah. calls us. I know you will definitely remember, mm-hmm. yeah. We'll remember when, like, we, we'll have a student who says, oh, I have a hard test coming up on Friday. And so a, a leader will text them on Thursday and say, hey, I'm praying for you about that test. Like, That's that cool. stuff they remember. Yeah. We're all built to be in community. We're all built off relationships, even the most loner of us. But in that kind of age range, relationship is really the currency that brings discipleship. And so... That's just, those are the things that we really focus mm-hmm. on uh, and that we, so I'm excited for this new semester to start. And I, you know, I pray that we see these things happen. Wow. Yeah. Amen, man. That's awesome. That's great to, to hear, uh, especially I think as we think about the student, the Foothill student, uh, really in many ways being challenged in, in the same ways that we are in the church. I mean, it's kind of really not that different as far as messaging goes. We want uh, Christians, mature yeah. Christians who are growing within our church context to be, uh, to love a local church, to serve, to be in gospel-centered community, to develop a, a worldview that's based off of scripture. And um, really great, man. Really, really grateful for you and your team and the way that you're investing in our families that way. Um, just, hey, as we wrap this up, just yeah. curious, uh, what, what are some ways that maybe you could even use the, the, the broader church's support in the season? I mean, what kind of, do you have any things that you want us to pray towards or maybe do you need volunteers or what's the season like in terms of, of uh, things that you guys need? The most obvious need is, is volunteers. Yeah. Uh, every year for sure, we're, we're always kind of low. And so one of our biggest needs right now is junior high girls volunteers, but okay. we could frankly use a, a leader in every area. So yeah, if, if, that's, if that's something you're interested in, let, let me know. But that's, that's one of the biggest things we always need. But Great. for sure, prayer, man. Um, yeah, we, we do really covet uh, other people's prayers. I like. I, I don't feel this way about Foothill. I feel like we've been wa- very, very much supported by, by Chris and the mm-hmm. elders and the staff. Um, been a part of other churches where that, that's not the case. But youth ministry so, does sometimes tend to be like, you know, it's, it's not as as widely seen as children's ministry or growth groups and stuff. But again, like this is where a big battle for discipleship is being played. So please, please be praying for us. And, um, and just because you're not like a Wednesday 
night leader like you can still be a part of of discipling our youth and so if you're if you're if you're a partner with us at foothill church you see a student there on sundays like mm. get to know them don't treat them just like they're you know not truly there like yeah. have conversations bring them in and remember like these are this is the church of now and so yeah just that's that's really what we want to see we want our yeah. students to know that they're they're cared about by the church here and now that's awesome yeah yeah man looking forward to seeing that more of that overlap happen between adults volunteering and also just uh, interacting on sunday mornings with uh, students here especially just serving um, in our church as well so yeah man. yeah man thanks so much for being here today appreciate your time uh it's great to hear about what the lord is doing in your life and then also just in our student ministry program um yeah thanks for faithfully serving all right well we're out of time but thanks for joining us for our podcast footnotes be sure to subscribe and we'd also appreciate you sharing this resource with others and even leaving us a favorable review if you feel so inclined so until next time foothill peace be with you Hey, Brian. Hey, hey. How's it going? <laughs>